We're going to be learning Chidush Rabbeinu Chaim HaLevi, the piece in Holchos Sota. And this piece, Rab Chaim is analyzing what the criteria and what the limits are of the believability for one witness in a Sota case. So in general, the halacha is that you always need two witnesses. But in a case of Sota, where a man does kinoy and stira, he tells his wife not to be alone with another man, and she's alone with him, so she has to drink the Sota waters. But if there's even one witness that she committed adultery, then she doesn't drink. Certainly if there's two witnesses, but to hear the Torah added, even if there's one witness. So Rab Chaim's trying to understand what that witness's believability is. The Rambam says, If a woman drank and she survived, so it seems that she had not committed adultery, but then two witnesses come and say that she did commit adultery, so then she has to leave her husband, she does not get a ksuba. Meaning, we treat her as if she's a regular sota, and if there's two witnesses that she committed adultery, then she has to leave, she's ushered to her husband, and she loses her ksuba. Now, the Rambam explains, even though she already drank in this situation, and none of the bad things happened, so it seems that the water cleared her, he says, Water only checks when there are no witnesses. But if there are witnesses, even if they're somewhere else in the world and they don't testify in her case, then the water doesn't check. So it follows that once witnesses come, even after she drank the water, it just shows us retroactively that the water wasn't working because there were two witnesses who knew that she had committed adultery and water doesn't work in that case. And therefore, we believe the witnesses, we don't view them as contradicting the water. So with two witnesses would be the same whether they come before she drinks or after she drinks. Says the Rambam, But if it's only one witness who comes after she drank and survived. And he says that she committed adultery. Then Then she is not forbidden to her husband and she can continue to live with him because she was already cleared by the water since she survived the drinking of the water. So when it comes to one witness, the Rambam clearly differentiates that he is only believed before she drinks but not after. So the Mishnah Amalek explains that the reason for this distinction when it comes to one witness is because one witness in Sota is not actually believed that she committed adultery. Two witnesses are believed that she committed adultery like they are in the rest of the Torah. But one witness does not have believability to say that she committed adultery. What the Torah said when it comes to Sota is that if one witness says she committed adultery, then she cannot drink even though we don't believe his testimony fully, but it's sufficient to make it that she's not able to drink. We won't give her the sota water in such a case. And since she's not able to drink, therefore she's now prohibited to her husband. There is no way to clear her name. And therefore, says the Mishnah Melech, that's why if she's already drunk the water and then the one witness comes, that's why the Rambam says it doesn't make a difference at that point if you have one witness or not because she already drank. The only thing a witness could do is prevent her from drinking. But here, since she already drank, therefore she's already cleared and the witness doesn't change that. So that's the Mishnah Melech's explanation for this halacha. But he does have a question, and that is that this whole halacha is derived in the Gemara and Sota and Dafavav from the Pasuk of Eid Ein Ba. If she doesn't have a witness, then the water will check her. So the Gemara derives from there that the, if there are two witnesses, even if they're on the other side of the planet, even if they're nowhere near this situation, but there are two witnesses who knew she committed adultery, then the water won't check her. Says the Mishnah Melech, that Pasuk 
is also where we derive that one witness has believability in a Sota case. It says vi'ed, one witness. So if that's the Pusuk we're learning out, that two witnesses, wherever they are in the world, can derail the water from checking, then the same thing should apply to one witness. If there's even one witness anywhere in the world, then the water shouldn't check. And so this would be a question on the Rambam. Why does he say that if one witness came after she drank, then we believe the water and not the witness, when based on this whole equation, one witness should also make it that the water didn't actually check her, and it should be as if she hasn't drunk the water yet. That's the Mishnah Lamelech's question. So Reb Chaim is going to offer a different approach here, but he begins by pointing out that the Mishnah Lamelech's basic idea that the one witness is not believed, he only prevents the drinking, seems to be explicit in the Rambam himself in Parak Aleph Halacha Chaf. The Rambam is talking about a sota who has witnesses against her that she committed adultery, so she's prohibited to her husband forever. And he explains, because she's prohibited through the kinui and the stira, because of the warning, and then she was alone with the man, she becomes prohibited to her husband. And drinking the sota water, which normally would clear her name and allow her to her husband again, it's withheld in this situation, it's denied from her because there's a witness against her. So the Rambam seems to say exactly like the Mishnah Lamela said, that the one witness is not believed, he only prevents the drinking, and that is what creates her prohibition to her husband. But says Rav Chaim, even though the Mishnah Lamelech's basic idea is explicit in the Rambam, it still doesn't answer the Rambam here, who says that one aid after she drank has no believability. And the reason is, says Rav Chaim, it's not just that the one witness practically withholds her ability to drink. We won't give her the water if there is a witness saying that she committed adultery. But it's more fundamental that the one witness removes the whole power of the water to to check her properly. In the same way that when there's two witnesses, the water doesn't do anything. It's irrelevant. It's meaningless water because it doesn't check. That's what the Torah said, that any situation where there are witnesses who know the truth, then the water is ineffective and it doesn't check her. So it's as if she didn't drink. So the same thing is true of one witness. If there's a witness who knows what happened over here, the Torah said that that makes the water ineffective. So if that's the case, once the one witness comes, even if she's already drunk, still we should say that the water was meaningless. We don't know whether she was cleared or not. And now we have one witness. So even if the Mishnah Amalek's principle is true, and the Rambam does say it explicitly, that the way one witness works is not that he's believed to say that she committed adultery, but he prevents her from drinking. But it's not just practically that she doesn't drink. It's fundamentally that the water doesn't work, and therefore it should make no difference whether the one witness comes before she drunk or after. Either way, it shows that the drinking wasn't valid, and now there's one witness saying that she committed adultery. So in order to explain this Rambam, Rab Chaim refers to a Yisod that he developed in the second piece in Hilchos Yibum Mechalitza. And that is that there's a fundamental difference between regular cases where we're not sure if a woman committed adultery and the specific case of Sota where there's Kinui and Stira. And Rab Chaim says like this, in general the principle is Ein We don't believe less than two witnesses in anything which has to do with our Rayos, with sins of immorality. So what one witness should certainly not be believed to say about a sota that she committed adultery. 
the reason one witness has any effect, any power in a case of Sota is because there is a Kinue and Stira. There was the warning and then she was alone with the man. And in that specific situation, the Torah said that one witness has power. But says Rab Chaim, it's not just the Gzeris HaKosov that the Torah said in that situation, we believe them, but it's more fundamentally, he says, We need the prohibition of the Kinue and Stira to be in effect. Only in a situation where she already has the halachas of a sota and she's prohibited like a sota and she's already a suffake zinsa. There's a suffake that she's committed adultery because of her sota. Then the Eid makes her into a vadai and we treat her as if she certainly committed adultery. But if you would remove the one witness from this situation, if in such a case she would not be a sota, then the one witness has no power. So the one witness is only able to combine with the pre-existing isurim that create the sota, the kinoi and the stira, and the fact that she's already a sota suffix, and then the one witness can transform it into sota vadai, and she becomes prohibited to her husband, and the water won't work. But if there, without the one witness, she wouldn't be a suffix sota. This is not a classic sota, so then the one witness is not able to affect any. So according to this idea, if the one witness himself is trying to create the kinui, in other words, there isn't a classic kinui in this case, but the one witness is trying to stand in for the kinui, so then he would not be believed because that's a regular davar shiba erva, a situation of a sin involving immorality without kinui, and there one witness is not believed at all. You have to have two witnesses minimum. So one witness would not be able to replace the lack of a kinui. Based on that, says Rab Chaim, this explains the Rambam that we began with. If one witness comes after she already drank the water and was cleared, then the situation is as if there is no kinoi anymore, because the drinking absolved her, it cleared the original kinoi, and that kinoi doesn't really exist. So now one witness is not able to bring back the Isar on her, because he's trying to replace the kinoi. He's trying to remove the drinking and bring back the kinui, but that type of power one witness doesn't have. He can only function if there's a pre-existing kinui. But once the kinui was removed, to start bringing it back by removing the power of the water, the drinking of the water, that one witness is not able to do. It's like a regular halacha of Davr Erva, a case of immorality without kinui, and there you need a minimum of two witnesses. So that is exactly why the Rambam says that if she already drank the water, then the one witness is not believed. He has no power in that case, not because the drinking was sufficient, but because there is no more kinui anymore. And in a case without a kinui, you need two witnesses. So that's why, even though it's true that if there's one witness or two witnesses who know that she committed adultery, the water is now ineffective. It doesn't check her. But there's still a difference between if one witness comes after she drank or if two witnesses come. Because after she drank, it's the equivalent of a regular Dover Sheba Erva case without kinui. The kinui has been removed from the drinking and the clearing of her name. And in that situation, you have to have two witnesses you cannot have one witness. So Reb Chaim's interpretation would answer the Mishnah Lamelech's question because he asked that the Pasuk the Gemara derives from, that if there's witnesses, the water is invalid, applies 
even to one witness. And Rabbi Chaim saying, yes, one witness wouldn't validate the water, but again, the Rambam's halach is not predicated on whether or not the water was valid or not. The Rambam agrees that in all cases, whether there's one witness or two witnesses, the water is invalid, but rather the Rambam's halach is predicated on the fact that in a regular Dover Sheba Ervo, without Kinui, we only believe two witnesses, we don't believe one witness. Now, based on this approach, Rabbi Chaim comes back to the original question of what is the essential believability of an Eid Echad, and now Rabbi Chaim says, having developed this idea, we could offer an approach totally different from the Mishnah Lamelech and read it into the Rambam. The Mishnah Lamelech said that an Eid Echad in a case of Sota is never believed to actually say that she committed adultery. We don't ever believe one witness, and that's true of Sota too. But there's a special Xeris HaKosov, the Torah said that she can't drink the water if there's one witness saying that she committed adultery, and if she can't drink, then she's prohibited to her husband. And the Rambam himself seemed to say that because he said that if there's one witness, then she's prohibited through the Kinui and Stira. And since she can't drink, therefore she's prohibited to her husband. Says Rab Chaim that now we could suggest, unlike the Mishnah Lamelech, that one witness is believed on the actual behavior of what happened. So in a case of Sota, we do believe one witness to say that she committed adultery. Now, how do you read this into the Rambam before who seemed to say the opposite? So Rab Chaim says that when the Rambam says that she becomes prohibited through the Kinui and Stira, he means that only in a case where you have Kinui and Stira pre-existing is one witness believed. Exactly as Rab Chaim explained throughout that one witness is not believed in regular cases of Davar Sheba Erva, only in the specific case where it was preceded by Kinui and Stira. So that's exactly what the Rambam is referencing. He's saying that she's prohibited by the Kinui and Stira, meaning that's what sets the stage for the one witness to be able to testify and to be believed that she committed adultery. But once he testifies that she committed adultery, then he is actually believed on the adultery itself. So we accept the testimony of one witness in a case of Sota. Now, why does the Rambam then continue and say that she can't drink? Why does he make it all dependent on the fact that she can't drink when, according to Rab Chaim, that's not the main point? The main point is that we actually believe the one witness that she committed adultery. So Rab Chaim explains that, again, the Rambam is referencing his whole approach, and the Rambam's explaining that if she would be able to drink, then she could drink the water, and if it cleared her, then it would remove the kinui. That's how Reb Chaim's been explaining throughout, that once she drinks, it says, if there was no kinui, and it's back to being a regular case of Davar Sheba Erva. So that's exactly what the Rambam is trying to say, that if she could drink, then it would remove the kinui, and that would remove the Eid believability to testify that she committed adultery. It's only because she can't drink that we remain in a situation of kinui and stira, and that's why the Eid is believed in his testimony. But at the end of the day, according to Reb Chaim's analysis, unlike the Mishnah Lamelech, the Eid Echad in a case of Sota is actually believed that she committed adultery. We believe the essential testimony that he gives. And Rab Chaim ends off, he just says that the, the simple reading of the Rambam does sound like the Mishnah Lamelech's approach that all the Eid Echad does over here is precludes her from drinking. So this is Rab Chaim's analysis. This is how he explains why the Rambam differentiates when it comes to an Eid Echad, whether he comes before she drinks or after she drinks. And uh, the Rab Chaim has a different approach to this than the Mishnah Lamelech. The key points that Rab Chaim raises 
are, first of all, this idea that Sota is fundamentally different from other cases of Dabr Erba because the Kinui is still hanging in the air, and that's what allows the Eirecha to be believed in this case as opposed to regular cases of Dabr Erba. Again, that's an idea that he developed also in Helchus Yibam Mechalitza. And based on that idea, Rab Chaim suggests that when we say that one witness is believed in a case of Sota, it means he's actually believed when he says that she committed adultery. This is different and then the Mishnah Lamelech, who says that the one witness is only believed to preclude her, to deny her from drinking, but we don't actually believe the witness's testimony. So Rab Chaim discusses this issue. He does think the simple reading of the Rambam sounds like the Mishnah Lamelech, but he has another way to read it. And the one minor point that Rab Chaim also says is that a one witness is able to stop the effectiveness of the water the same way two witnesses are able to. The Mishnah Lamelech also fundamentally agrees with that, but he's not sure how to square that with his reading of the Rambam. But Rab Chaim's reading of the Rambam, that the issue here is whether this is a case of Kinui and Stira, not whether or not the water was effective, so that avoids that issue, and we can easily say that one witness who knows what happened would make the water ineffective, same as two witnesses. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations.